The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, the U.S. Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, December 23rd. You're two days away from Christmas. Woo! Yay, Christmas. Um, hope, you're, hope your holidays are happy, safe, full of in-laws, and full of football. There's football tonight. San Francisco 49ers at the Tennessee Titans. A huge matchup with big-time playoff implications. Features the 49ers. Heading to Nashville on a short week. Joining me on a short week to break down the game, Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, Merry Early Christmas. I got all kinds of like uh, Zoom issues here. Not not Zoom the product, but Zoom like camera angle Zoom issues. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com. Uh, Merry Early Christmas to you too. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/pick six. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're li- wherever you're listening, we appreciate listening, of course. But if you're listening on Spotify. Go ahead and uh, hit the five-star rating. They added the rating system to Spotify. Very excited about that. Give us a five-star rating. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Let's dive into this. This is a good game. Um, So let's dive into it. The 49ers are pretty substantial road favorites, Sully, when you consider that the Titans are, you know, a a division-leading team is a a three-and-a-half-point dog at home on a short week. In prime time, kind of. I mean, I don't know that I'm surprised because the 49ers are white hot. They've won. Um, what are they? Uh, what are the 49ers won? I, I, by the way, if if you if you listen to this podcast, you're probably they've won uh, five of six games. Their only loss uh, since only two losses since the start since Halloween. Pretty good little run the 49ers are on. Um, Kyle Shanahan cooking. Jimmy Garoppolo playing well. Your boy Jimmy G. Throwing some shade at Jimmy G with your TB12 hat. What's going on? Here? No, I just I just actually threw it on, but you know, that's a nice nice way to put it there. I know, like oddly, like like usually you're the one who's like composed and like and dressed. And I'm the one in a hat to cover. Like like, like today, like I just happen to be. Traveling. Well, it's a holiday travel day for you. For me, it's an off day, so I'm just hanging out. <laughs> God bless you. I'm so jealous of you. Um. So anyway, 49ers three and a half point favorites heading into this game. I believe that look, just looking at the injury report, and we record this on Wednesday. We're recording it earlier than normal. The 49ers practice in uh, – they play in California, obviously. So we won't have a ton of information about their practice report. But Elijah Mitchell did not practice Monday or Tuesday. Obviously, keep an eye on that because Jeff Wilson would be a key factor here. We probably won't have any running back props. And then uh, Dante Foreman was limited in practice on Monday. The Titans – I mean, get it together, Titans. Do you not have an injury report for, uh, let's see, the Titans haven't updated their injury report for Tuesday yet. It's Wednesday morning. What are we doing? I think that that's more of a limit. I think it's more, if anything, for Foreman, it's more of them limiting him because he's just been getting so much work over the last few weeks on a short week. I don't know if there's any substantial risk of him missing this game. So I I wouldn't, I'd obviously monitor it, but I think that this is more prevention and maintenance more than anything else. Okay, he uh, he was upgraded to... Uh, upgraded 
on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And A.J. Brown has been moved to designated for return from IR on Monday, which means it does seem like now that's a 21 day window for them to activate him. It um, so he's not on the injury report, though, and they have until Thursday to activate him. So obviously that warrants monitoring from a gambling perspective. There's not going to it's going to be tough to get props and lines and all this stuff up early for these games. The books are not going to want to do it, especially with the COVID stuff like flying around. Um, we had our holiday plans changed because of a COVID case. It's just it's just going to be. Uh, it's going to be difficult to figure it out. And then you factor in the injuries as well. Julio Jones did not go through drills on Tuesday, but he was at practice. He's listed uh, as a DNP for Tuesday, according to the Titans, who just are too lazy to update their website, apparently. Um, and Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who that's what we're calling him now as well, was also back at practice on Tuesday, as was Roger Saffold. Uh, Taylor Lewand, who's dealing with a back injury, did, was a DNP. Yeah, Dante Foreman full practice on Tuesday as well. So, I mean, two pretty key, the three key injuries, I would think, from a, you know, I mean, they're, they're more than that, but just from a, the, the high, the highlight, the high level things people will be paying attention to Julio, AJ Brown, um, and then Elijah Mitchell from a fantasy perspective. I, I would guess that, I would almost guess that given the way Jeff Wilson played, the 49ers will not hesitate to, to hold, back Elijah Mitchell knowing that they're sort of making this playoff run and that they're in decent shape for a playoff spot. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree on that. And just one more thing too, with the Titans, uh, Ian Rappaport did report this morning, you know, again, take these for a grain of salt because these can change, you know, pretty much in a moment here, but Rappaport did report that um, uh, AJ Brown is probably quote unquote going to play. I'm reading this off Titans wire. So, you know, if any, everything checks out, Looks like he could be activated for Thursday. So that's a, it's a name that would obviously be huge for Tennessee to get back. Their offense, their passing game in particular, has been really spotty over the last few weeks. But if you get a guy like A.J. Brown back, that completely resets what you do in the passing game. Yeah, it completely, completely changes it. And it would, if they had, I mean, I know that we, you shouldn't, um, like, I know we shouldn't let uh, a, a bet hinge on uh, whether or not you have a wide receiver in a game. But AJ Brown being back would definitely, at least, at least like, alter my opinion of of liking the 49ers. I, I like the 49ers in this game. I've liked the 49ers for the last few weeks. Should be no surprise. Um, but it, it would AJ Brown would make a a difference. I I think for me. Well, that's the thing, and that's kind of where I'm at too. You know, I feel like things are trending towards AJ Brown playing, and it's not exactly the most responsible thing to do it this way. But if you think he's going to play, and you can get it at three and a half, you get the hook, the field goal, and the hook, then you feel a lot, a lot more confident going into it. So if you feel good about AJ Brown, if you feel confident that he's going to play, you might want to grab that now because once they officially activate him, and you know, once they put him on the roster, I would imagine that ticks back down. Out. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that ticks down to three, I think. Yeah, I would think that's probably right. Um, I don't think it'll, like, I don't think it'll go flying. No, it's not going to change dramatically, but if you, you, you could you could convince me that A.J. Brown's worth a half a point. Absolutely. Especially, I mean, especially in a situation where the the Titans have no one else. Like, if it were, if it were like Julio Jones and then, you know, I, I, I pick a, any, de like, any decent NFL receiver, that would, you know, that was saying that would be different if they, yeah. if, if I, if I knew that they, yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely. If I knew that they had 
competent wide receiver help, I would be a lot less inclined to like San Francisco. But the the thing for me, in when you look at the, in how to handicap this game, is I I picture so Tennessee's pretty decent against the run, but it's mainly because you have guys like Jeffrey Simmons on the interior, and it's just difficult to run straight at them. The way the 49ers run with all this motion, all the, you know, Debo Samuel coming out of the backfield, I think it's a very different rushing attack. And so I think they will have success against the Titans. And if that happens and Jimmy Garoppolo can throw on a questionable secondary, then all of a sudden you have the Titans could become one dimensional and you have Nick Bosa teeing off against Ryan Tannehill. And if Ryan Tannehill doesn't have AJ Brown or Julio Jones, it, it just feels really tough for them to manufacture offense. I mean, they struggled bad against the Steelers, turning the ball over left and right. We've seen them struggle against um, – they lost to the Texans. We've seen them struggle against the Jets. I mean, this is a team that's so – he's not afraid to, to – you know, look, they're missing Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry. I mean, life's a little harder on offense that way. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you miss your top three guys at the skill positions, it, it's not easy to move the ball on offense. So I think probably – the moral to this one is probably wait and see what happens with A.J. Brown because it does change things a little bit. But obviously, if you love the 49ers, and, and I agree with you, I think that their running scheme favors them in this matchup. It's much different than what the, what they've been facing in the past because they've been pretty dominant in terms of statistically against the run. I believe over the last three weeks, it's only been like 50, 60-something yards that they've allowed per game. It's been a really low number. But again, that's... That's more indicative on maybe the opponents that they've played. They played the Patriots. They played the Steelers, which you would say, okay, those are you know, you know, two teams that run the ball a lot, have decent running backs. But they also played the Jaguars in there too. They shut them out. That changes the narrative and the scope of kind of what they've been looking at there. So for me, AJ Brown is a, is an is a factor. In I think allowed eight rushing yards to the Jaguars. Right. So that's going to drag that number down. That will it's make not... you look like a good rushing team, a good rush defense if you allow that. <laughs> I mean, they, they had. I mean, they hadn't given up more than a hundred yards to anybody since, weirdly, the Jaguars. In week five, they gave 198 to the Jaguars. They'd held opponents under 100 rushing yards until the Patriots before the bye, when they gave up 105. Then you come out and give up eight, and then 35 against the Steelers. But as you mentioned, like the Steelers game, two, the Steelers got crazy favorable field position, so they weren't really, you know, they weren't. I mean, they were basically running into stacked boxes in the red zone on every possession in the second half. I mean, it's it's the context there is a little different, I think. Again, and in, in just quickly, just to put a pin on it, the thing about the Tennessee Titans, too, you know, if you if you are trying to back them, if you like them and you're trying to, you know, find a, a reason to say, all right, I'm going to put my money towards the Titans, you look at that A.J. Brown situation, again, you feel confident in it. The, the 49ers, they rank 20th in DVOA against the pass. It's not like this secondary can be thrown on. Mm -hmm. It's just... Ryan Tannehill needs the pass catchers to, to actually do it. So if it's not if it's not there, if AJ Brown isn't there, then th th that stat really means nothing. But if you have a guy like that, it does change the calculus a little bit. Yeah, agreed completely. Um, the yeah, I mean, it's like you know the thing. Sorry, I'm, I, my wife is texting me about food for some reason. The um, <laughs> what a day. The the thing we said about the Titans before the season too was like. Man, that Julio Jones trade is huge because what if something had happened to AJ Brown? They would have literally nothing back there. And then both guys got hurt anyway. And, and you know, this and but it's playing out the way that we feared would happen with this offense if they didn't have AJ Brown, because so much went through him. They they is you know the John Smith thing, like just even franchise tagging John Smith would have been huge to keep him around, just to have like some. I mean, I know he hadn't been incredible in New England. He's been banged up. But he's, you know, just having somebody there. There is, I mean, the cabinet is just 
bear for the Titans in terms of wide or franchise and Corey, Corey Davis, like having even just Corey Davis would have made a, a huge difference. Des Fitzpatrick's on the COVID list. So it's basically like Nick, you know, Westbrook, Akine, and Chester Rogers, if 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 AJ Brown doesn't come back and Julio Jones can't play, yeah, I thought I thought Tennessee was playing with fire yeah. pretty much throughout the offseason with this stuff. Not only you know you had AJ Brown coming off double knee surgery, it wasn't even like it was oh he gets dinged up throughout the year. He was coming off some pre- pretty significant stuff over the course of the offseason in yeah. your insurance policies. Julio Jones, who hasn't really been the most healthy player over the course of his career. And the other thing that I've been looking at too, and I've been saying this for a few years now, as great as Derrick Henry is, at some point, this guy who has been having, you know, boatloads of touches over the last few years, I'm like, you might need to give him some help. At some point or another, he's going to get hurt, even though it feels like he's Superman, because he's just, you know, he's he's Superman and the Incredible Hulk put into one. He's just mowing down guys. Eventually, he's going to get hurt. He didn't actually get hurt until finally, like every, like literally the week after I mean, Bill Barnwell, I did Bill Barnwell's pod and we were like, we're talking, we're like, all right, you know what? All that running back stuff that we always say touches are going to, you know, dudes are going to get hurt if they get this many touches, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't apply to Derrick Henry. We give up. Derrick Henry's too good. Then bam, immediately get, you know, as soon as everybody was like, all right, fine. He is Superman. Then of course he gets hurt. Um, So suffice to say, uh, I, I don't know. Again, we, I, I guess I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth here because I'm. I don't think AJ Brown should hashtag matter that much for a spread or picking a game. Like he shouldn't. Sw- he shouldn't sway you to a different side of a pick. Having said that, I'm very comfortable taking the 49ers if I know that AJ Brown is not going to play. I do think he will play. I will still take the 49ers. I don't love it quite as much because he's AJ Brown's so explosive. He can you know flip the field. Just, just a man child who can break tackles. I just think the 49ers are running hot right now. And Kyle Shanahan will cook up plenty uh, offensively. And Nick Bosa playing some, like, trying to take take over defensive player of the year. Like, he's sneakily in the conversation. Um, I, like the, uh, I like the 49ers here. Yeah, I think it's a tough call. I, it, for all the reasons you just said. It's just, yeah. it's, a, it's a kind of one of those... 50-50, kind of how you feel about it, and you lean one way or lean the other. I think I lean a little bit more towards Tennessee just because of, again, I think that A.J. Brown's going to play. I think Mike Vrabel's still a, a great head coach, as much yeah. as we you know talk about with Kyle Shanahan. Vrabel as a home dog against a team that's coming from the West Coast, I, I just I like that spot a little bit more. I, I don't blame you at all. I mean, I think it's almost like stinky. The three and yeah. a half is kind of... A little fishy. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of... it's. I mean, look, if it were... I'm a sucker for the 49ers, obviously. So I've sort I, I think I, I think that's my concern about this game is I'm sort of wish casting it a little bit in the sense that I want the 49ers to win the game, uh, to continue to push on. Um, you know, I mean, like I, I think I I mean, I would not be surprised at all if they routed the Titans. Yeah, I mean, over these last over these last few weeks, they look like that team that went to the Super Bowl. It looks like everything that kind of it was the magic of a few years ago. It seems like everybody's starting to get healthy. George Kittle's starting to look like George Kittle. Kittle looks it, awesome. It, I mean, Kittle's, it's just, yeah. it's an unbelievable look for this offense right now. So, yeah, there's a reason that you feel confident. I mean, I will say, you know, in this stretch of games, so they, they, uh, they, they smoked the Rams on that Monday night game, beat the crap out of the Jaguars, you know, whatever. Um, take care of business against the Vikings, beat them by eight, lose to the Seahawks in Seattle. They just looked lethargic. Debo didn't play in that game. Debo just, I think Debo makes a massive difference to their offense. He's yeah. just sort of the catalyst for that run game. Um, they beat Cincinnati in overtime, but they had the Bengals 
taken care of and then let them claw back in and then blasted Atlanta. Tennessee's a better team than all of those. I think it'll be, I think it could end up being a close game. I would trust San Francisco to run away with it more than I would trust uh, Tennessee to, to hang close. But like I said, the AJ Brown thing does uh, change things a little bit. And I don't love taking a, a road favorite on a primetime game late in you know in December. Again, like you said, it gets variable who I, I do trust as a coach. So you're on the Titans. I'm on the 49ers. The total in the game is 40, 44. I think if you like the Titans, it's an over. And if you like the 49ers, it's an under. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Because yeah. if the 49ers get a little bit of a lead, it's Kyle Shanahan run city. It is, And, he, and he's going to chew clock. They'll take some play action shots to Kittle, but mostly just eat it up underneath and force the Titans, again, force them to be one-dimensional. If you can make Tennessee be a pass-only team, you can blow them out of the water, I, I tend to think, yeah. um, even, again, with AJ or, or Julio back. So, all right. So, I think that I think that sort of determines whether you like the – obviously, I like the under, you like the over. And, um, and both of these teams are split seven and seven over under this season. So, it's, you know, it's a, t- it's a slim margin. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do uh, some player props. They're not many, but we'll try and give you some anyway. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So, there are actually no rushing props for the four. There's nothing for the Titans currently. Because A.J. Brown, you know. We, and Julio Jones, it changes. It just changes everything. There's no, I mean, what are you going to put up a Chester Rogers, like 55 receiving yards prop? We'd we, we bet the over, you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, 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 they can't put up any Chester Rogers or Nick Westbrook Akine props because those, everyone would smash the unders hoping A.J. Yeah. Brown comes back. Yeah. You can't put up an AJ Brown prop because you don't know if he's going to play. So these these will probably be up um, Thursday afternoon. Uh, we do have Jimmy Garoppolo pass touchdowns and pass yards, two hundred forty and a half passing yards over one and a half passing touchdowns, minus one twenty five, and then only receiving for Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. A little surprising that um, Debo Samuel doesn't have any receiving props, but he's not on the injury report. Interesting. Um, Oh, I guess that Debo Samuel's 
his Probably. status kind of changes with Elijah Mitchell. Exactly. And they're not going to put any Jeff Wilson props. Same thing with the, you know, w- without knowing whether Elijah Mitchell is going to play. So those will probably pop up. Um, any thoughts on the, 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 the limited sample that we have one and two, how you would handle like guys, you'd be like numbers or guys you'd be looking for once we find out who's active, who's inactive. I mean, for the ones that we do have, it's a little chalky, but I mean, I don't know how you fade George Kittle at this point. I mean, he's just been an absolute monster at that number. 60, 60, you know, he's going to get over 70 yards. I mean, over the last few games here, he's just been an an absolute tear, 141.7 receiving yards per game over that stretch. I mean, there was some super monster performances, like 180 yard receiving game in there. That's, that's really knocking that number up. But even last week, 181 and 151 and then 93, he's, I was going to say, even last week when we call it a down week for George Kittle over the stretch is 93 receiving yards. I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous number. And he's again, the go-to guy in the passing game alongside Debo Samuel. I don't know how you, how you look away at that number. Again, 70 receiving yards would be a very slow day for somebody who's that involved in the passing game. Yeah, agree. The the only concern would be the 49ers have a big lead and just pull away and they don't throw it at all. But even then, I mean, I think you can still backdoor your way to 70. So yeah, I would yeah. I agree with you there. You can't I'm not taking I'm not touching a George Kittle under the way that he's like the way he's running. I mean, the last three weeks he's been unbelievable. I actually think that number could tick up a little bit more if and I think you know, I think Kittle would be a little bit affected by AJ Brown as well because if AJ Brown comes back, you expect the Titans to maybe you know, increase the volume of plays that we see maybe closer game. Kittle is more involved in the passing game. The 49ers are throwing later, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that's why, I, and it correlates to, I take Garoppolo over passing yards two, at, at 240. And that to me, again, just if you think that this is kind of going to turn into a little bit more of a passing game, or even if you just think that Kittle, this number's too low and he's going to explode again for a hundred yards. That's basically, you know, over a third of the way there for Jimmy Garoppolo. So as long as he connects with Ayuk and Samuel a couple of times, that pretty much gets you there. Yep. I agree. The, I think, you know, if you, the one, the one I would probably look at if, uh, when it comes up is Debo Samuel under receptions or under receiving yards, depending on what the number is. I, you know, he had 60, 60 yards and on four catches against Atlanta, but they've been using him so much in the running game. His, his pass volume has just decreased significantly over the past five weeks. Um, he is averaging, if you're ready, per football reference to do your calculations. I mean, he had one catch in each in three straight games, but he had eight, six, eight rushes, and he scored um, six rushing touchdowns in the past five games. I mean, he's been yeah. incredible in the run game. Um I think all of his touchdowns have been 15 yards or more too. So just a, a wild uh, change of like twist of events for, for, uh, for, for Debo Samuel averaging just, uh, let's see, 6.6 rushes per game, 50 rushing yards and receiving 2.4 catches and 41 receiving yards over the last five games. I think the under on Debo Samuel uh, receptions of receiving yards is a good play. If it comes in above 40 ish or in the 40 ish range. Cause I, I, Again, you know, affected by how the Titans play, but I think there's a decent chance that Debo is a rushing guy and not a not a receiver as much. And and it's also affected by Elijah Mitchell. If he comes back, eh, maybe not that much. I guess he was. He was yeah. I don't think it changes. I don't. I don't think it changes that much just because of how much they use him in that. And honestly, it's kind of why I like him, even though I know we 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 try to stay above you know, 10 to one in terms oh, of the first luck. touchdown stuff to one on this, on this game. I mean, it, I just looked at it. It's ridiculous. It, it's pretty, it's pretty tough there, but even Debo at plus six, plus six seventy five, 
that's a good number for somebody that is pretty heavily involved in that area. Like Jeff Wilson has worse odds, and I would much rather have Debo at first touchdown than I would Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's plus 450, Debo's plus 675. What you would hope for is A.J. Brown and Elijah Mitchell come back. Debo gets pushed up to like eight to one, yeah. maybe. Um, and they, you know, they'll they'll run him in the red zone. They have no problem with that. And they'll throw to him in the red zone, too. Like, it's he's, he's just a, a dynamic weapon. They love to use him all over the place. So... Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on Debo for first touchdown. I also think Ryan Tannehill at, uh, 17 and a half to one is a, is a fine look. Yep. I, I, I'm probably not betting any of these first touchdowns until we, because if we think AJ Brown is playing, the market should get better for everyone else when AJ Brown comes back and he's not an option on here right now. So, right. Like Don, uh, Don Foreman nine to one right now, that's going to get moved up to, you know, 12 to one. Is that yeah, yeah, 10 to one, maybe? I mean, this, 10 to one. This is a crazy. I mean, Dontrell Hilliard's 10 to one. This is basically a we don't know price right now. Like, we'll yeah. take your bets, but we don't know, and you don't know either price uh, that they've thrown up here right now. But I'll tell you, I don't mind Foreman. You know, wait and see what happens with Brown, but I don't really mind Foreman here. The 49ers, they've allowed 16 rushing touchdowns this year. That's tied for the fifth most in the NFL. If you I get Foreman at 10 to one, yeah. I don't actually hate Foreman at nine to one right now. Yeah. I mean, this is talking about the he's upgraded to full practice. And he's a lead running back for the Titans, a team that loves to run the football down in the red zone. I th- actually, the more I think about it, the more Tannehill is almost a sort of a must bet. And they, and they always throw to these funky tight ends like Jeff Swain at 22 to one, probably worth consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, to, uh, just at any time touchdown, Debo Samuel is plus money. George Kittle is plus, Debo Samuel is plus 121. I mean, he scored. I know that touchdown regression is coming, but it ain't, doesn't have to come this week. If I'm getting plus money on Debo, I'll take it. Yeah, and, and again, the, the value here, just sprinkle a little something maybe on Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, 35 to 1. Yeah, sure. He, they even, they'll, they'll read option him or, yeah. or let him sneak. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, all right, anything else? It's a short podcast. I'm trying to sneak it in before my wife gets back from Biscuitville. Um, anything else uh, on props or uh, touchdowns? Well, quickly, what do we think uh, if A.J. Brown plays – Let's, you know, because we did a little more 49ers, but let's a little bit with Tennessee. What do we feel comfortable with that number being receiving yards wise? Um, 59 and a half. Yeah. I was thinking somewhere around the 60 mark is yeah. probably where it opens and, and it'll move around more. Maybe, so later, yeah, maybe 65 and a half. Yeah. I mean, something, yeah. something in that range. I don't, I just don't know how you exactly like, cause he's the only guy who's going to get volume. Mm-hmm. But how do you, you know, you're not going to put him at 90. Like that's, that's right. Cooper Cup, Devonte Adams stuff. I mean, I would probably like the over on his receiving yards. 49ers are, are not afraid to give up some pass yards. If they open it at 69 and a half, you just bump it up another 10 yards. That's 60, probably 60, and a half. Yeah. Go ahead. 69 and a half. What would you do? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't take the under, but I, I mean, you know, like probably fade. you just get away. You don't even touch it type of yeah, thing. I probably stay away from it. Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you're asking, I mean, like that dude can get there in one catch. That's what I mean. It's, it, it's interesting. Cause again, he's coming off. It's a chest injury. So it's not like it's uh you know, I don't know. It's not like it's legs or, you know, it, it it's, it's different. So it's not like he's you're coming hot. off a bum knee. Hot, Sully. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, I'm with you. Like, it's not like he's dragging a gimpy leg along. Like he's right. just gonna deal with some, I mean, you presume like, you know, I mean, if he gets the ball in his hand, he can still run is what we're saying. Exactly. Yeah. And, he, and he's, yeah. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see it. I'm fascinated to see AJ Brown, because again, if he comes back and is AJ yeah. Brown, that not only changes this game, but that really makes Tennessee live in the AFC, I think a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they're supposed to get uh, Derrick Henry back in by week 18, maybe, certainly for the playoffs. Uh, I think at this point, the other thing, too, if you're Tennessee, I mean, I, I don't, and I, I, I should ask Brady Quinn about this because I don't know how realistic it is. Like, I don't know if, like, is Mike Vrabel thinking, okay, we need to win one game? Well, I, I, th- I think you try to win every week, obviously. But I mean, if you're Tennessee, are you sort of thinking, all right, the one seed's off the table? We just got to win the division and get in the playoffs with Derrick Henry and AJ Brown healthy. And, 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 and like, does that, I mean, I don't sort of wonder if that crosses their mind at all. Cause I mean, it would cross my mind about the Titans. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, again, in, you, you make sure the division set because you don't want Indianapolis squeaking in because they pretty much have the same kind of formula as you with, with Jonathan Taylor. And, and yeah. you'd much rather have that game. You know, you'd much rather have them go on the road and try to make their bones that way. Have you, have a home with, game. you don't have to deal with any tiebreakers in the wild yeah. card situation. Yeah. Win the division, you know, and if you get, I mean, if they win two more games, if they win this game, they have the Texans left. I mean, if, even if they, I think if they win, they win one, Indy still, if they, if they go one and two, Indy still got to go three and O to close out. Yeah. Which is possible, but asking a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think the Titans are going to lay down in this game or anything like that, but uh, you know, you, it, it at least crossed my mind anyway. Um, okay. That's the, uh, gambling preview podcast. We do not have a DFS podcast this week. That was a, an executive decision by, I guess I can make executive decisions on this podcast again. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's worth even doing it because like, what do you, I mean, what are we going to we're just going to mention that eight. We don't know about AJ Brown fifty times, and then say if he plays, do this. Right. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes total uh, sense. All right. Well, Sully, I won't see you until after Christmas. I know. Merry Christmas. Have Merry a good Christmas, one. This will be fun. I know. And uh, uh, enjoy the weekend. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you Monday, man. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.